With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. guys and welcome to another episode of the Nina Casa show. Now it's a late one on a Monday but you know what? The Reds won 3-1 against the Arsenal. Um three wins out of three wonderful stuff. Um whilst you're here just to let you know this show is brought to you in partnership with Liberty Shield, the perfect VPN companion for all your entertainment and privacy needs where you get a massive 25% off using the coupon code AIVPN. That's right, AIVPN. Liberty Shields offers free VPN apps for iOS, Android, Amazon Fire Stick, Mac and Windows. Now, like I said, 3-1. It's nice putting them Arsenal where they belong. Absolutely humbling them. That's you, that's you done and dusted. And joining me on this podcast, um, it's going to be a good one. I'm producing, so it might be a little bit everywhere. We've got some awesome callers, but the callers need some answers. And who's going to answer those questions? Uh, without further ado, let me introduce my dynamic duo. Joining me first on this podcast, I believe they were both callers on the last podcast. So this is one, the panellist this time round. Um, it is Harinda, co-host of the Desi podcast and just overall awesome guy. Harinda, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm all right, actually. They made us angry. We scored goals. We're all good. <laughs> Yeah, we we like to you know give them a little um uh, you know a little glimmer of hope and then just you know snatch it away from them. And joining Harinda on this podcast, I'm actually quite excited about this one because he's usually a caller, but today I've got him as a host. Although he almost forgot that he's meant to be on this show, but you know we don't let people forget. It is an honour to have on Hakeem. Hakeem, welcome to the Nina Kaza Show. Thanks for having me, Nina. You know, you do so well as a caller, you, you get your cap, you know, <laughs> you, you get called up. How were you feeling after that game, Hakeem? Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good game. I think we've established in everyone's minds that we're nothing to, to mess with. Absolutely. And, you know, when you actually even think about the, the games that we played as well, you know, three, it was, you know, quite a difficult start to the season, to be honest, you know. <laughs> And, you know, to get three wins out of three is just absolutely incredible. But we'll kind of talk more about things. We do have some callers. It is late. I don't want to keep them hanging. So, you know, first things first, I'm going to bring my first caller. Quite excited about this one because, you know, he's he's somewhat of a familiar voice. You've heard him on Media Matters and other other uh, podcasts on AI Pro. Um, it is... Um, it's um, uh, our awesome dude who knows everything about um, Champions League football. He's going to talk about the champions right now. It is Themis Casares. Welcome to the show. 
How are you? Oh, you know what? You can't complain. You know, waited a long time to have this awesome team. You know, you just sat there, just smug. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, it's an absolute honor having you on, Themis. Um, uh, how are you feeling after that game? Come on, share some thoughts with us. Well, buzzing, to be honest. It's a great mm. uh, night to start, the, to start the week off. And uh, the first thing uh, that comes to my head is uh, never, never doubt this team. And to always remember that it doesn't matter uh, how opponents come to play against Liverpool, their recent form, even uh, if they started the league with two wins or whatever, you're never really good unless you play well against Liverpool. And, uh, I think that was the case tonight uh, in that uh, game against uh, Arsenal. I mean, they didn't have a shot assist in the first hour of the game. We practically gifted a, a goal to them, and for the first 60 minutes, they didn't have a shot assist playing away uh, at Anfield. Everybody was thinking that it's maybe their time to get something at Anfield. They have won us the last time uh, the both teams uh, met. It was a weird weekend, the weird start of the, in the season. Every, everybody was thinking, okay, City lost to Leicester with a shocking defeat, conceding five goals and giving away three penalties. Maybe something will happen at Anfield on uh, Monday night. Maybe it's going to be an open season. Maybe it's going to be an open fight for the title. And Liverpool show up and tell everybody that you're not really well, not really having a good start to the league and until you play well against Liverpool, until you show it 30 minutes against this team. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, uh, it's, it's, a great, it's a great shout and it's a great point. And Hakeem, I'll come to you first on this one because, you know, as usual, um, this is Liverpool, um, the team lineup. There was, you know, big doubts about, you know, the likes of Alisson not playing and Thiago not playing. And I think one thing that we can all kind of um, agree on is, is the fact that, you know, um, we were all quite happy with the lineup given, given the circumstances of, you know, I think some people would have liked to see Thiago on the bench. But, um, what do you make of um, um, Themis's uh, question there about um, or points about you know just Liverpool just being an absolute force? Uh, because you do have to be very very special um, against Liverpool, certainly at Anfield. And I think Arsenal. Every time I have memories of Arsenal at Anfield, they've always been like they always get turned over. Well, to be honest, the lineup today just showed what two signings could do, even though mm. one of involved in, in the squad that yes. we amazing depth you know I mean we'll come to talk about it later but the the drop off in quality when we when we make a substitution isn't as it was before but in general I think I think the lineup was great uh, of course we would want Tiago in there but I mean the, the two lads that were playing as, as the ace today they did a really good job Nabi Keita in particular so yeah, not much more to add. Seeing that you, your your run on question slash sentence has has thrown me for a loop there. Yeah, sorry, I'm just kind of reading all the chat. Apparently, um, uh, Klopp went two footed on Roy Keane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm missing things here. I need to know what happened. Bloody hell, that's something I gotta see. We um, all need to know what happened, but we can't. They had a fight about Roy Keane. They called the game sloppy. 
and Jürgen reacted to that and said, I don't know if you were watching the same game and nothing was sloppy and it was an exceptional game or something like that. That's what I'm getting over on the, the dialogue. I love yeah. that. I absolutely love that. Okay, so we're, we're going to have to Keen catch just up. Being, sorry, Keen is just being reactionary for no reason. That's, that's, that's his character that he plays. Fucking tramp. <laughs> tell us tell us how you really feel Harinda Harinda your your thoughts on on this Liverpool team I mean you know both Hakeem and Fima Sarah just kind of talking about how um you know how I'll tell you, do you know what I'll be real over the last decade Arsenal have been an interesting team right especially when it comes to coming to Anfield I remember when we were beating them and we were all over them like a rash in King Kenny's first full season and we lost. Do you remember this? 11-12. Robbie Van Persie near post. And, and Pepe Reina had a mare. Unfortunately with it. That near post that is. And Robbie Van Persie won it for them. Since then. They've been battered. We. After that. Had a calamitous one. Where we were battering ourselves it seems. And Skirtle then redeemed himself at the end. And then after that. For about five years in a row or so. It's just been plain sailing against Arsenal at Anfield. And I didn't think anything different was going to happen today. I genuinely didn't. I thought the whole thing about um, the hangover process of winning the league and going to Arsenal was we had everything there and we gifted them the goal. Even today, we gifted them a goal. Um, but surely we'll talk about that later on in the pod. And in respect to the Community Shield, it's the Community Shield, for fuck's sake. Do you know what? Who gives a shit? You know what? That's such a really good point. And themes, I'm going to come to you and guys discuss this with me because there's been a lot of talk and a lot of hype about this Arsenal team. And certainly, you know, with Arteta and of course they beat us um, when when football started again. Um, Liverpool had already won the league. I think the motivation had pretty much gone. And of course they beat us in, in the Community Shield as well. So therefore, you know, there's, you know, it was almost like Arsenal fans kind of believed that, hang on a minute, maybe maybe we can now go toe-to-toe with this Liverpool side. But, you know, when it truly matters, and I think Harinda's hit the nail on the head, I do not take the Community Shield seriously at all. Like, it's it's not even a trophy. It's, you know, it's nothing. Um, You know, so you, you take all that into um into consideration and um and also the, the results over the weekend as well. Because sometimes I always find that when other teams have stinkers or bad results, in the past it... It kind of has a negative impact on the Liverpool team. Give- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand completely what you're saying. I mean, I hate the fact the fact that uh, the past games versus Arsenal we have uh, turned into Oprah Winfrey and giving big chances and goals to everybody. You get a big chance. You get a big chance. You get a goal scoring opportunity. And I, I hate to see that from uh, from Jurgen Klopp team. But I love the fact that we are the, the team with the confidence and the quality and the mentality to get back at them and set the record straight. I mean, when Andy, when Robo scored, I was absolutely buzzing because he's not the kind of player that it's easy for him to get a goal. Uh, maybe he can redeem himself sometimes with assists, with a ball carrying uh, performance or something like that. But to, to see him uh, redeem himself and get setting the record straight after that horrendous mistake and getting on the score sheet and with an absolute lovely finish with the outside of his left foot. I mean, I was buzzing for him. And uh, happened two years ago versus Arsenal, I think, again, when we 
they scored first or the equalized or something like that, and then we absolutely battered them. And I always fear that you maybe you won't see that again. Maybe and they will they will hang on. Maybe they will go. Uh, will they will finish the first half with the the lead in, in the game? But that wasn't the case again. Again, Liverpool attacked. Again, Liverpool got the confidence back and set the record straight before even halftime. It was a message to the whole Arsenal squad that you know what we we gifted the goal. You, we gave you the lead, but and that's it. That's it. No more gifts. We're gonna win this game. You go, you're gonna lose uh, in Un- uh, Tanfield again. And you know what? We're going to bring a new signing, signing for his uh, Anfield debut and he's going to score <laughs> after he misses uh, a sitter and everybody will uh, end, in, end the game uh, buzzing around the, his first uh, Liverpool goal. It's a shame for the lad, actually, that he didn't get uh, a proper Anfield reception and uh, it wasn't a packed and buzzing cop in front of uh, his first Liverpool goal. But what can you do? Absolutely. I mean, technically speaking, I mean, I know it's a random tangent. And uh, Hakim, I'll come to you on this one, you know, with regards to Jota. Technically, he could have scored, you know, that, that goal. You know, he, he should have got that on target. He had to do better. Salah did everything for him. And then Salah rubs the ball off him. And then he scores. Technically, he could have had a hat-trick if we're going off um, Frank Lampard's, <laughs> um, uh, you know, train of thought. <laughs> Definitely that. In, in in another reality or in another universe, he definitely had a hat trick. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, his his performance was really good coming off the bench. As I as I mentioned earlier, it showed that there's very little drop off. Yes. Um, when when, <laughs> when we make a substitution now, because honestly, he he was he was he was on it. I mean, he blended in nicely, different... didn't he? There wasn't any jarring whatsoever. No, I mean, clearly he's a different type of player to Sadio Mane, but he definitely gets into really good positions. Um, he's he's willing to take the shot on, even though uh, I think that first shot he could have, well, the second shot he could have played Bobby in, but eh, it's neither here or there. Uh, I'm, it's going to take him a little bit more time to get used to the pressing, because even though he he's he's renowned as a press monster, thanks thanks to Pep Linders, but you could see a few moments there he wasn't quite sure when to press. But overall, it was a really good cameo, and he definitely deserved his goal. Unfortunately, as Demis said, he couldn't he couldn't get the celebrations, you know, with the crowd. But I think everyone's celebrating at home. Absolutely, with Demis, um, uh, is that everything? Uh, can you repeat? Because I I couldn't hear what Hakim was saying, and I only I heard your question. Oh, okay. Um, basically, pretty much um, agreed agreed with yourself, and um, just said that you know um, he gets into real good positions. He does very different things to um, Sadio Mane, but you know um, he still gets into very dangerous positions. Um, there isn't a drop off in quality in terms of when players come off the bench. Jota certainly looks much yes. more seamless. Absolutely, because you know I stopped it a long time ago to judge players and strikers and forwards on the shots they hit or on the shots they miss. You only, you only have to judge them on the shots they take because that's what makes 20 goals players for a season. I mean, the anticipation on that Mo Salah shot assist, the way he kept himself onside, the way he received the ball right to his left foot, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He didn't hit the target, 
we were all disappointed by that. But you know what? I've seen Sadio miss that. I've seen Mo miss that. I've seen Bobby miss that. And it doesn't matter. You're going to miss those. You're going to hit those. The, the important thing is to get in these uh, short locations, to get in the, the area with the proper uh, placement, with the proper uh, anticipation. And uh, I mean, he came on for his Anfield uh, debut uh, with, uh, what, 10, 15 minutes left to play. And he managed to get three good looks uh, at goal and that misunderstanding with Mo, but that it doesn't matter. And it's absolutely buzzing for that signing because, uh, like you said, there's, a, there's not a drop-off. I mean, Mane was a nightmare for Arsenal. Again, today, I mean, I, I'm guessing that Bejerin was relieved when he saw him uh, being replaced. He got him booked. He turned him inside out. Uh, a couple of times, Holding was pale in the thought of facing uh, Mane. And you're thinking that if, if it's, it's not for Zota to come in, maybe they were thinking that, okay, they're going to bring Origi or Shakiri, so we're going to have an easy last uh, minutes of the game. But that's not going to be the case with Zota coming in for uh, Sadio. Absolutely. Well, Themis, thank you so much for your call. Really enjoyed your um, insight there. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. Absolutely. And, uh, okay, so that was our first caller, Themis. Um, really enjoyed that. Whilst we wait for our second caller, who will be joining us in a second, um, just um, uh, a brief update on uh, the Klopp and uh, Roy Keane physical. Steve Pizza informs me that... Um, on, on the chat that Roy, um, Roy had to clarify that he was praising the team. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Roy Keane on, on the back foot. Things I never thought I'd witness. I'm really going to watch this. Okay, let's go to our second caller. Joining us next. It is a familiar voice, but I've not heard him in ages. I'm actually really excited to have him on because the last time he used to call, things weren't overly great as a Liverpool fan. You could see progression, but, you know, we were nowhere near as good as where we are right now. It is an honour to have back on. It's been such a long time. Pip, welcome back. Hey, Dean, you right? I'm so good. How awesome is it to be a Liverpool supporter? Trust me, um, in in the I think it was the the sixteen seventeen season. I was in the away end at Burnley uh, at, at Burnley when we lost two 0 mm. and the progression from from then and 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 and, and, and the way we've we've moved on from there to where we are now. Klopp is playing devastating football. It, I don't even call it heavy metal. It is devastating. It, what what you're seeing now. Uh, I think Liverpool fans need to take it in and really soak it in and really appreciate what you're seeing because I don't think we'll see this again in our lifetime. I do not think, I honestly think we'll not see this type of football and this type of intensity ever, ever again. And we need to soak it in and really cherish it because really Liverpool have been intense for four seasons. That is absolutely unheard of. For a team to be this relentless this devastating, and still have Thiago to come into the team. It is it. Guardiola right now. He's in his. He's in his. He's in his room right now. In his bedroom. He don't know what to do anymore. He does not know what to do because if I'm watching that team and I'm a, I'm a Man City player and I'm seeing Man um, Arsenal go one nil up, I'm I'm in my room. I'm, I'm I'm shaking my hands. But then for Liverpool to come back and take it as an insult. 
Liverpool took that goal that Arsenal scored as an insult. You could see it in the in the way they were playing. And I, I just feel that in terms of forget Twitter. You, you go on Twitter, you see a lot of Liverpool fans in terms of just slating the team, slating this. I, I don't think they're really true fans. A lot of a lot of people have come on jumped on the bandwagon. But the guys that have been there from the beginning understand this football team and understand Klopp and appreciate what they're seeing. Because because the game that I saw today, Mane is setting himself up to be the best player in the world. From what there was a sequence of play that Mane did where you thought he was going to lose the ball. I think he does it as a trick. I think he puts the ball there for people to actually entice you to try to get the ball. And he just nicks it. There was a sequence of play, I think it'll be on it'll probably be on Twitter, where he just literally was in the middle of the field. He just went through it. And I think he gave it to um, I think Firmino and he and, and he gave it to someone else. I think and I think he missed or whatever. But there was a sequence where you thought the guy was going to lose the ball, but he never did. He was in total control. And this one of the best games I've seen Mane play today. And I personally think he should. he's on the way to win the Ballon d'Or. 100%. What I saw from Mane today was absolutely magnificent. The intensity, the willingness to be there, the actual disrespect that he, 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 he gave to Arsenal. And the fact is, it's shut up a lot of those Arsenal fans on Twitter. I'm not, a Twitter, I'm not really on Twitter that much, but you know, obviously the, 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 the fan base and everything is on social media now because no one's in the stadiums. The, where you're getting your social was from, from social media and it shut a lot of people up. And Liverpool needed to dish, that, dish this out because it's laying down a marker to every single team in world football. We're devastating and Thiago's not even in the team. And when Thiago gets... When he, when he, when he has a few training sessions... I don't think we should do more football. I don't think that uh, uh, people will be beaten before they get on that pitch. And I'm loving it right now. And every Liverpool fan should be so happy and glad that we're, we're witnessing this. We've been waiting for, for years, years and years and years. But it's just a shame that we can't actually see it in the stadium. But mm. I'm, I'm just so happy. And, and the question is, is Mane now the best player in the world? He, he must be. He must be. From that game, if you saw what he was doing... Fantastic. Okay, you know what? Um, the 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 once upon a time producer wants to come in. He's itching to say something. Gags, come on in. Mute him. Mute him. <laughs> Fuck you, Arsenal. I can't believe I can't sing my Thiago song. Fucking bastards. That's the only thing I was crying about. But hey, Ali proved his uh, worth. But. In terms of Mane from Paper, nice to hear your voice again, man. Welcome. Can we have your Twitter the- handle? I know you're not on Twitter, but we need it. <laughs> yeah, just put it in the chat, mate. After um, Mane today was lucky he wasn't sent off in the first fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. I said that first and foremost. Um, Can I just get everyone's opinion on that? Was that sending off for me? That was a sending off. I'm going to be honest with you. No, no, no. It was a yellow, but there was one before that. that he, he fucking just absolutely took the guy out from behind and knocked him yep. over. He could have got a yellow for that. So, um, Even with arm swinging, you know what? If that happened to one of my players, I'd been like, "Yeah, nah, your arm was out there." Nah, you know why? Because You've seen I, Lazar Markovic sent off much for much less. Everybody was. Everybody's usually taller than Mane. I honestly believe he thought the guy who was coming up to him was tall, was taller than him, and it's normally a push in their chest to keep him away. But it was Tierney who's short as him, so it basically just got him in the face, which is rare. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was meant to be like that. I think it's normally a natural. When you watch Mane, you'll see 
when he's going down the, those channels and there's someone behind him, he always got his arm out sh- shielding from the ball. But this time, it caught the guy. So I think uh, the yellow card was right. But the performance after that, first and foremost, he had to control himself. So he did that for the whole game. Mm. And then yeah. he was just on one. To be honest, they were both on one. Mo created the first goal pretty yes. much for him to score. Going round to you and he put him in his fucking pocket. And then second half, uh, Mane was everywhere. He was doing everything. It just he is he is incredible. And I think what we have to say is we have two incredible wingers, and they are unbelievable. They are just. I mean, that pass at the end for Jota from Mane. It, it, oh my god! It is the the reverse pass in. Just nobody expected it. Even Jota expected it. Just it was honestly the both of them are something special. But the both of them are something special. And we are very, very lucky to have them. And, yeah, I think Mane today shone more. Uh, you, you know, Mo went a bit quiet in the second half. But Mane was on top. Uh, I think if Mane got Man of the Match, it'd be, it'd be fine, to be honest, for today. I think he was um, it, the pace, the touch, the control. There was a bit in the middle of the pitch where he just, the ball came out. He pulled it down from the air, then held it, put his foot on it, rolled it, rolled it back. Players are just flying past him. Just the control. He has the control. And did, did, could we predict that this would happen with this player when we got him? Did we think that, you know, four years on, five years on, this is where Mane would be? Nobody, nobody thought that. But when you play for Jurgen Klopp, this is what he does. He brings that exuberance. That he brings a real player out of you. And Mane is showing just... They all are. They all are. We have an absolutely incredible football team. But today... Is Mane's day again? He was unbelievable. He was. He was absolutely exceptional. And you know what? Uh, I think Pip said something then. He goes that you know we are truly blessed to be watching this Liverpool team. You know they are they are truly great. And obviously, obviously it depends. Um, I I became a Liverpool supporter in in '96. So for me, this is the best ever. Like I've never seen anything better than this. I mean, there's all the fans who've seen. You know. The, the dark leash era, the 80s and all that good stuff. And, you know, I'm always intrigued and I always like to get their thoughts on just how good this Liverpool team is. Harinda, I'm going to, I'm going to come to you. I mean, you've, you know, you, you're like an encyclopedia of like great Liverpool teams <laughs> as, as is Gags, you know, and I get really jealous because all my life I've been craving to watch quality players. I've got it now. We've all got it now. We're all buzzing. Yeah, but you had a misspent youth on the streets of Manchester just taking whatever you could from people. That's why. I blame Liverpool for that. <laughs> oh, give me your money. <laughs> now you can say, give me your money. Man, yeah. Money Day Night Football. There you go. There's your, there's your, there's your title. Money Day Night Football. Mm. Um, I mean, talk to me about Sadio. I mean, Gads has just said the importance of them two wingers. I he's think... been taking the piss out of Arsenal ever since he's come to the Premier League, I think. Especially in Liverpool colours, right? Arsenal away that time. Um, this was a like, mission today, uh, wasn't it? It's a proper mission. I want to piss he, this shit. I want to piss he, on them. He, it was just, you know what? <laughs> Man of the match, 100% for me. I know this is a bit early in the pod to say this, but it, it's a toss-up between him and Joe Gomez. But we'll do the plaudits on Joe Gomez in a bit. But Sadio Mane was literally Mane on fire. You know like the Genzel Washington film, Man on fire, Mane on fire. He just wanted to go at them. You know, and even though his arm came out against Kieran Tierney, who gives a shit? Do you know what? The little impetuous shit tried to do whatever he wanted to do, show that he was in the game. And Mane goes, you know what? Okay, you think I'm a wimp? You think that you know, you're know you going to get past me? Here you go. Well, you think you're going to muscle me? You're going to rough me up? It's not going to happen. It's going to be the other way around. 
take that. And then he went and did it against somebody. Can't remember if it was Phil Kieran or it was somebody else. Um, who's the other stupid idiot from Arsenal? The sub that came on, Danny Ceballos. Danny Ceballos comes on and he tries to be a bit of a dick about it all. And, and, and Manu showed him up as well. Manu just showed the whole rest of them. Literally, there's, did you there's see that, that turn had. he did in the second half? If he'd scored that, I think I would have just exploded. Um, the I mean, Pitman alluded to this. It's halfway through the second half, literally the halfway point of the second half, where he literally just takes them and takes the piss out of them. He knocks it slightly forward and then runs onto it and then carries on like as if the other players aren't there. To truly, this guy was on a, a different plane today. Really was. And it's a beauty to see when he does it for Liverpool in this manner because it shuts everybody up, right? So, brilliantly, the whole week, I mean, someone tweeted this. I can't take credit for this. They've been going on about, you know, like um, Leeds and how they've been and Chelsea and everybody else and Arsenal. And we, we've done what we need to do with all three of them. Yeah, next week Villa are coming, or we're going to Villa, I can't remember which way around it is, and they're going to go on about that for Sunday, because Villa have had a great start. What have Villa done? What have they done? I mean, they've beaten shit teams, basically. Yeah, they haven't done anything fantastic. He's not been sort of like, oh my God, uh, wow. Me and a bunch of, you know, um, old days pensioners could beat Fulham, you know? <laughs> Yes, but it's Scotty Parker. Brave Scotty Parker. <laughs> We're going to get that kind of nonsense. And he's building a team, um, all that kind of shit. But leaving all the other teams aside and concentrating on Saudi Amani for a second, it, to, to talk about what Pip questioned in regards to is he the best player in the world right now in Liverpool colours? Possibly. Possibly. I say that because he's got such a great wingman in Mo Salah. And then when Mo Salah's on fire, you got it the other way around. And then between these two, you have Bobby Firmino. May not be scoring the goals, may not be the, the Bobby Firmino we know of previous seasons or such. But without him there, without him doing some of the intelligent movement that we're seeing from him, um, we don't get everything else. So the front three is possibly the best in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, I was actually having this conversation, um, Hakeem. I bring you in. And I said, you know, if somebody you wants to buy... You weren't having it with buy... your mum, were you? <laughs> <laughs> she's biased. She's really biased. It's unreal. It's so unreal. But I love it. Um, but no, I was actually having this conversation with my brother and I just said, you know, um, you know, there's always been talk. I mean, Hakeem, I come to you. There's always been talk about, oh, Real Madrid are after Sadio Mane. And I'm like, and I always sit there and I think, incredible player, incredible players. But if you're going to buy one, then you better put an offer in for all three. Because for me, it's like, it's like a unit. All three just complement each other so perfectly. I mean, talk to me about Sadio Mane because, again, you know, um, uh, you know, he he was he was um, the, the devastating blow against Chelsea, and and today, you know, um, got a goal, um, was absolutely uh, relentless again, and um, I just I just love to see that from Sadio Mane. I love to see that from Mosala as well. I agree with Gads. I thought both of them were phenomenal. Well, it, it goes to show when we always talk about the front three. I mean, they work really well as a unit. And each of them could have their own, you know, their own day off, their own day on, their own day on. So today was Sadio Mane's day. I mean, yes, Mo, Mo did really well too. But I guess we're just so privileged to see these two players 
to the point where you can argue which one's better. But Sadio was really on it today. I mean, he had he had a f- uh, a few afters with Rob Holding and and Hector Bellerin, but he he owed them a performance for the last. And honestly, I don't think we can we can praise any of our players enough, especially Mane, because this as as Pippa said, this is an amazing team, and we are truly blessed to be watching them. Honestly, let's just hope it can last a few more years, you know, <laughs> until until Klopp's, Klopp's contract is up. And maybe there's even an extension in there, you know. Tiago, Tiago Alcantara. Don't worry, it's lasting, baby. We still got the best to come yet. Plenty of sauce. Oh, oh, believe it, believe it. Um, give us, give us until eh, mid-November. We'll start seeing the most amazing football any team has ever played. Oh, can't wait. Right, let me just bring Pip back in if he's around. Let him have the final say. Yeah, it, it, to be honest, looking at that, that game, it would have been a travesty for Arsenal to win that game. All, all they were doing really was literally that same little move where from the goal kick, they're passing it out, trying to trying to get it out to the wing. It was basic play. They, they could not win it. And that Sky commentator, I don't want to mention his name, he was wetting himself, wasn't he? He was literally just wetting himself, just praying that they scored. But hopefully, I'm glad that they didn't. But it would have been a travesty. They were playing basic football. And um, yeah, it, it shut the league up. And I just hope next week we go in there and, 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 and batter the Ev and then we maintain this run. Absolutely. Well, Pip, it was wonderful to hear your voice. Thank you, thank you. Wonderful to hear you guys, man. Thank you. Yep, no, take care. And do drop your Twitter handle if you've not already done so, so we can um, put it on Twitter um, when, we, when we share this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I will. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was our caller, Pip, there. Um, great to hear his voice. It's just myself and... Don't think you have any more or callers, unfortunately. It's no, okay. We've, we've got plenty of talking points. And um, somebody that's listening in, um, Daryl, um, has put in a question as well. So um, we'll get to that as well. So, yep. Okay. So it looks like that was our pretty much final caller. Gags, if you ever want to jump in, just jump in. It's absolutely fine. I, I give you authority. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll jump in now. I'm dead tomorrow with the pressing. I'm fucked. I, I know I'm you totally are. You know what? You've I'm actually, totally, totally fucked. You've just brought me in nicely about- because... How about you talk about the pressing? That's exactly where I was going to go because uh, um, Pip actually mentioned that, you know, they, they kind of played into our hands. And you know what? I've, I've got to come around to this. And that, Hakeem, I'll come to you first on this one because one thing that I've really, really noticed about this Liverpool team and certainly when we play Arsenal is they are a sucker for being pressed. I remember the game two years ago where, you know, we scored, they equalised and we absolutely killed them with the pressing. And I think Roberto Firmino was absolutely devastating in that game in terms of pressing their back, you know, their defence. And I felt like a lot of that was happening in the first half. I felt like we were really bullying their defence and, you know, they, they, it was almost panicky. In the first half, all the ball was pretty much in, in their half. Well, so, you know, um, it felt like that, that kind of... Um, that vintage Liverpool kind of performance or that signature Liverpool performance where they are famous for, it felt like that was back today. Yeah, you're totally right. They played, they definitely played into our hands and I'm sure Gags will, will, will see this after he does the pressing that they they really targeted uh, Rob Holding because he was their weak link. And it just goes yeah. to show 
that our person isn't just headless running around. So a lot of these managers try to copy the style and think, oh, I just tell my players to run around a bit. But definitely, you can you could you could see from that performance that everyone was 100% on it. I think our midfield boys did a lot of work today, particularly Nabi uh, Keita. But the, the pressing traps that we set were quite intriguing, to be honest. And with Arsenal's intention of, you know, playing this beautiful build-up build up play and, you know, working the ball all the way to the box, they got lucky the last time when they scored their goal in the, in the community shield. Uh, this time you could tell that our boys were, as I said, 100% on it. And the pressing was absolutely immense. It was absolutely, and Harinda, I'll come to you. I mean, talk to me about the pressing, and uh, you know, something that I kind of want to add. What um, Hakeem just said there was the fact that you know they tried playing it at the back, and one thing I really noticed, and you know, the industry of our midfield as well, it should not go unnoticed. And you know, we speak about Naby Keita being absolutely tireless and just doing everything that he possibly can. He had a really, really positive game. But another player that kind of really impressed me in that midfield was um. I just kind of noticed Fabinho just being the clean man who was not letting them break on the counter. He was just cleaning it up for the defence. I mean, they got away once and, of course, they scored. Uh, but as a whole, I just felt like the 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 balance of that midfield really worked well with how we were pressing. They got lucky. Like, you see where Aubameyang... Sorry, not Aubameyang, what's his face? Um, Lacazette's position is for the goal. He's offside, Yeah. If it doesn't go like that with uh, Robertson, nothing would have fucking happened. And that's what they were relying on. They were relying on Liverpool being offside. And the one time that we were, they got a fashion to chance and Alisson stood strong. And even this, the, the one, the first time around when Lacazette had that chance to score, he was offside. He still hit it. And it was quite a... a t- <laughs> I don't know how else to put this. It was quite a, a, a piss take of a slap by Alisson. Like you slap the ball one, like how how dare you ask to have the temerity to take a shot when you know that you're offside? How dare you, naughty children? Go back home, kind of thing. And and that summed up Arsenal to a T. They had the temerity to try something; it didn't work. And in that temerity, they got absolutely taken the piss out of. So we talk about the pressure, and I feel sorry for Gags. I genuinely feel sorry for Gags because the pressing movements, the pincer elements of it, that. The patience that Liverpool had to, in, I suppose, entrap and encapsulate Arsenal in their half. Actually, no, not their half, into their third. And not even let them leave at some points the first 20, 25 yards of, of the bit that they control or the zone that they're supposed to control. It was poetry. Yeah, poetry in motion. It was just absolutely beautiful to watch because it's the kind of Liverpool intensity we've been, I wouldn't say we've been waiting for, we just wanted them to show the world all over again. You know, as a, as a clinical reminder that, look, we do this the best. You guys all think you do it. And then Sky and Martin Tyler and Gary Neville suddenly use the word pressing because it's something fashionable to say. So they've been saying it. You may ask how they've been saying it a lot more this season than any other season before. And suddenly they want to talk about XG. They want to talk about all the things that Under Pressure talks about for the last few seasons or so. Um, all the things that AI has been doing and they've been doing for for eons almost. And everybody's like going, oh yeah, no, let's let's just let's just drop these things in there because we'll look half intelligent or semi intelligent about discussing football. Piss off. Literally, look at the team that knows what they're doing and how to do it, and they're showing you the masterclass in how to do it because other teams can't do that. 
yesterday, people who watched Liverpool, um, Leicester against Man City, Man City had so much control of the ball in yeah. the first half. They took the piss out of Leicester at times. The first goal came in the way that Riyad Mahrez scored it was a, it was a brilliant goal, whichever way he cut the mustard on it on his weaker foot. Absolutely clinical finish. And you thought it was going to be a drumming. And Leicester, all right, Brendan Rodgers may not be everybody's cup of tea, took the piss. They, were like, they said, all right, you know, we'll take this pressure. We'll absorb it. And we don't have to have all the ball to then do what we need to do. We'll sucker punch you. And all these other teams have got really excited by thinking, all right, you know what? If we let Liverpool have all the possession, we'll sucker punch him. We've become clever to that. We were always clever to that. That in regards to the sucker punch, we know where the sucker punches can come from. And we seem to have worked on preventing those sucker punches. So we've gone, hey, you know what? You think you've got your way forward and being able to beat us. Well, hello, welcome to this. This is what you can't do. And we showed them that today in regards to that intensity of the pressure, in regards to the press. So again, I feel sorry for gags. I feel sorry for under pressure. I feel sorry for... Um, the two Dans, I feel sorry for the stats guru as well in regards to Cyber because they're going to have a really hard week collecting all this in time for everyone to listen to the analysis because it's going to be hard, like really hard. I got tired of watching it, trying to work out what they were doing. If I was in the stadium, I think I would have probably passed out from the intensity of trying to work out what do I look at, what do I see what they're doing, what, what should I listen to, what should I look out for because we were everywhere. On him. And people are right, you know, they mentioned Fabinho. Fabinho was awesome today. You know, wherever anything was a bit tight, untidy, he came and just tidied up. Mm. And that leads us, I suppose, really nicely into the tangent of Joe Gomez. Because if you aren't giving Sadio Mane a man the match, you've got to give it to Big, to big Joe. Before you, before, to. You go there, though, before you go there, though, I just need to say, without even collecting that press, Watching some of the traps today and watching some of the the chain. It wasn't even chain, it was Gegen. It was Gegen. Today Gegen. felt like Gegen Press, you know, Gegen Press or Gegen Press, whatever, but it felt like, you know, pack. We, we hunted in packs today and we really wanted to, um, to do them over. It just felt like there was a mission, they were on a mission. And yeah, they got in a few times, and that's what Klopp was complaining about with Keane. That it looks like they got in a few times, but obviously you're just remembering them running in and you're forgetting that they were offside. And then the ref says play on, so they get to keep they get to keep the um, the what's it called as well. They get to keep the shot and the xg and all that. So it makes it look worse than it is. You know, it makes it look much worse afterwards in the analysis than it actually is. So some things like that they go go against us a little bit, which is a bit stupid with the new ruling. But overall, this was tremendous off ball, tremendous. Uh, absolutely unreal. I am. I'm looking forward to actually collecting it tomorrow. I mean, and I know you've not really collected it, but you know, from your naked eye watching, who were the who were the the Nabi, main standouts? Well, for front, you? The front guys, the front front four, so including Nabi as well. You yeah. know, Nabi was just Nabi was a was a, was a, was a bloody hell, just pressing machine at times. Then there's Bobby. Then there was Mane, Mo. None of them stopped. And you know what? Mo was so close to intercepting. Leno's pass, just like just toe, his toe, top tip of his toe to touching it in. It would have gone straight in as well. They are, you know, these we said we talked about this under pressure last week. How stupid are you to continue to do this against us? You know, and they, how many times did we turn the ball over? But we just messed it up. I think it was Bobby mostly who had a who who was 
I was saying in the Discord group with people that it was an on and off game for Bob. So whilst he wasn't making the right passes and on ball, he, he made a few that were good. But whilst majority weren't good, he was in the position every single bloody time to get that pass off to someone. But it just, unfortunately for him, it's not going his way. It's, you know, I don't know what it is with him. It just seems to be like luster on the ball. But actually being in position for everything, he's right there where he's supposed to be. You have to give the player credit for that as well. Even though it looks like he's messing it up, he's got to be there in the first place to mess it up as well. So he's in the right positions. He needs to continue to do that. I'm sure it will come right for him. But again, pressing monster. Returned it over. Fabinho, oh my God. Turned it over so much. Like last week, he turned it over the most from centre-back that we've ever seen. Today, every time they went past, say, one of the forwards, Fab was right in there like Cater to take it off him. So, like I said, the, the second line of press was really, really important. The second line of press became the Gegen. It was brilliant. Really, really, really. And, you know, that's just going to be um, a little bit of a preview to what we do on Under Pressure um, on Wednesday night. So uh, make sure you subscribe to AI Pro and goodindex.com forward slash join and check that out. Nice little plug there. No spoilers. We're going to listen to that one, um, uh, no doubt. And um, uh, you know what? Harinda keeps talking about it. Daryl D wants us to talk about it. So you know what, Hakeem? I've not heard from you in a little while. So, you know, we've got to discuss the performance of Joe Gomez. Quietly professional. Absolutely smooth. I thought he was so assured he looked like the defender that we all know that you know he is I think I think he's great I really do and for most parts of last season sometimes a lot of the times he's better than Virgil van Dijk but he is a player that gets a lot of criticism so um I feel like for him to come back from injury and put in a performance like that because of course he's missing last game and um I want to get your thoughts on him uh yeah honestly I don't think we could call him Joe Gomez anymore. We have to dub him with a with a singular name, just like all the great Brazilian defenders. He's Gomez from now on. This guy is <laughs> this guy's the perfect foil for Virgil Van Dyke. And just a quick shout out to Van Dyke. He was playing some insane diagonals to Trent and Mo. But back to the star of the show, Joe Gomez or Gomez, as I said. He he showed everyone that this is his this is his level. Everyone could have an an off day, but the way he was just so composed to to beat their press, you know, dribble in between two players and then thread those beautiful vertical passes into our midfielders or into Bobby. This guy is England's best defender, honestly. Um, I think at times last season, he probably carried Virgil some games, and I think everyone forgot that after just one poor performance. But it just goes to show that the level of this team is so high that yeah, a 7 out of 10 might seem like a disaster, but a call back to what Pippa said, we have to appreciate what we're seeing from this team. And in particular, in particularly the, the defensive greatness that we're experiencing. Uh, I think Aubameyang had, a, had, a, had an opportunity to get in behind, and he just saw the, the pace that this back four has. Like, I don't think people can comprehend how 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 good this team is. Yes, we might not perform the way that we always want, but as I said, the level is just unimaginable. 
this is possibly the greatest team we're seeing in the planet for the last 20 years. And now we have two world-class defenders. So for all the people that were saying, ah, we need a new partner for Van Dyke, Gomez, Gomez gave everyone a big shut the fuck up today. He yeah, did absolutely. Yeah. Over to you. There's nothing more to add to that. Hence the here, here. Literally, Joe Gomez, Joe Mer, sorry, gave everyone the shut the fuck up. Point blank. That could be a, you know, that could be the banner on the cop. S T F U Jomez. I mean, what do you make of the criticism that he gets? Because I kind of find it really unwarranted. I think, I think it's, oh, pardon me, Rinda, but I think it's just the way he moves. He, I think a lot of Premier League fans, you know, the pundits, the media, they're used to this tall, grok, you know, agricultural center backs where you just head it and boot it. So him just being so willing to take risks on the ball mm. and it not coming off sometimes, you know, that can be cause for criticism. Or oftentimes him, you know, growing up playing as a, as a fullback at times, he misjudges his positioning. So, you know, he lets people get in behind and he uses his recovery pace, um, you know, to help him out. So I think that's where the criticism comes from. But we have to remember, he's still a young player. He's He only has let's say what two and a half years of truly playing as a center back you know at this level so i can understand the criticism but with 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 our newfound glory you know there are going to be a lot of glory hunters who just want to attack themselves to liverpool but aren't really true fans and this isn't a dig at them but sometimes people might over exaggerate you know they have an idea of what to expect in their heads which doesn't really you know mesh with what reality is so I said a seven out of ten or a six out of ten performance might seem disastrous, but you know the criticisms are are kind of unwarranted. He's he's a really good player. He still has time to grow. Again, he's at like twenty seven, twenty eight when he's in his prime. He'll be way better than Rio Ferdinand ever was. As an absolute shout, and Oli Chuck there says we forget that Jomez is still old, only twenty three years young. In, in, in centre back, and that's young in terms of a centre back. I completely agree with you there, Ollie. Uh, Harinda, um, I'll, I'll come to you, uh, just quickly finish off. I mean, your thoughts. I'm guessing Joe Gomez watched Fabinho last week and thought, you know what? I don't think so, Sonny Jim. Get back into midfield. This is my slot, you know? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> to, to extend on what Keen said about a fan base of sorts that, um, gets upset with Joe Gomez. It's Do you think there's certain you... players in that defence that are above criticism? Like, we won't attack Alisson because he's the best goalkeeper in the world. You will not say anything overly negative. Um, this is just my Twitter bias of how people view players. So we don't say anything really bad about Alisson because he is the best goalkeeper in the world. We will never say anything bad about Virgil van Dijk, even though he might have a mare. We don't really talk about it because he's the best defender in the world. I also feel like, you know... Trent probably won't get a lot of criticism because he's homegrown scouts. Yeah, but also you've got this stupid fucking scorecard watch come Paddy Power Sky Bet fucking dipsticky statty graphic edit nonsense fucking shit that goes on mm. where they'll mm. go, oh, what about Harry Maguire? But Harry Maguire did this. England's finest dickhead did this. Yeah, that's the problem. 
is that you have a fan base that has a culture of grabbing at the little things and someone will snipe at it and somebody will then bite at it and somebody will think that that must be what's real. It's not. It's just not. It's just fake paradigm that gets created out there and people live in it. And then they want to believe it so much that it must become true for them. Wake up. Smell the fucking coffee. Harry Maguire is fucking atrocious. He's a fucking atrocious guy. In every which way we look at it. He's lumpy. He's stupid. He sometimes gets his big 50 pence head on something. And everyone thinks it's the world's greatest thing. But then you have someone like Joe Gomez. Because he's industrious and came from next to nowhere. He came from Charlton. Mm. Yeah? As a youth prodigy from Charlton to us. To some degree. And I remember the old school pods in regards to Joe Gomez and heading ability that it was missing. He wasn't really a good header of the ball. Did you see him having a problem with aerial balls today? I don't remember a single one. I don't. And that's the measure of how much he's changed. But everyone will go on about the industrial English defenders of old. Yeah, just because Harry Maguire might do a Terry Butcher impression every now and again of sorts. Fuck off with that nonsense. Wake up again, wake up, smell the coffee. Watch our players. Uh, when our players develop, um, and similar to goes to things like Nico Williams, like you have to give them the time and the grace to become what we expect them to be. Yeah, because Klopp and Liverpool will. So, you don't a nineteen, you know, uh, <laughs> abusing a nineteen-year-old kid in a cup game that we well comfortably on. won well is really yeah. going to do amazing things for his confidence. Yeah, well, or proper heroes, those guys. Um, or heroines, as the case may be. Mm. But in this case of Joe Gomez, it's a similar kind of thing, whereby everybody looks at the banter stat or something stupid and, oh, X, Y, Z did better than Joe Gomez. Hey, it's not about that. It isn't. Today is a perfect pinnacle match to show that. This is what Joe Gomez is about. Man City, another example. Yeah? It wasn't just a gift to take the fucking piss out of Raheem Sterling, even though it seemed to have got under his knickers somewhat way back when. Joe Gomez took the piss out of him and he couldn't take it. But that's the measure of Joe Gomez. He's a, tw- a young defender who doesn't think that he doesn't think about his age. He thinks about what ability he has and what ability he will grow into. Brilliant. That's what we want. Absolutely. And don't you dare say a bad word about Joe Gomez because that will really piss off James Pierce. He's like the number one James um, J- Gomez. He's um, number one uh, fanboy right there. Okay, guys, let's kind of move on. I mean, I saw um, a funny, a funny tweet, and it did kind of make me laugh. And it's kind of somewhat in the game, you know. Um, Andy Robertson at fault for the goal, and of course, you know, Mane equalizes within seconds, which just shows how great this Liverpool team is. You know, they they answer back pretty quickly, but. Um, the, the tweet I saw was, I've had enough of this Liverpool team. How is one fullback assisting the other? Of course, Trent Alexander has <laughs> crossed to Robbo to make it 2-1. I mean, this team is just ridiculous. One thing I love about it is they're unpredictable in a sense that you just don't know who's going to get on the score sheet, which is fun. It is fun. You know what? This is another one of those super shit fuck-off skyscorker watchy.nonsensebet.com paddy power bollocks that gets thrown out there where someone will get all excited about the fact that they can get themselves a little bit wet in respect to how their front three have done have scored more goals than our front three that must mean that their front three is amazing their front three must be the best in the fucking world no it means that you know what the rest of your team just fuckle Liverpool do much more than that 
They have a front three that can score goals. They have a midfield that can score goals. And every now and again, they have defenders who come forward and score goals. So we spread the goals throughout the team. Your shitty fuck-off team can't do that. Any Man United fan who has the sadness of listening to this or somehow this goes into your earshot, fuck off again and then fuck off some more. Your front three are fucking bollocks. Your defence is absolutely shit. Your midfield is so shit you're still fucking parading around. Matic, that's how shit you are. Matic needs to be on a fucking Zimmer frame by now and you still parade around like as if it's the best thing since sliced bread. Fuck off with that shit. Honestly, go watch a proper football match. Watch Liverpool. Learn something. You can tell I've had a gutful of the fucking idiots out there right now. <laughs> That's simply how I feel. Because this team is going to do it all over again. And then we'll all go, Dell is right. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, obviously, I, I can't be so... um x-rated and colourful with my language with the United fans that I know uh, Hakeem I'll come to you I mean your mum will forgive you <laughs> just you know I just don't entertain football talk with her literally not <laughs> I literally saw one of the biggest tantrums on Saturday and then you know the happiest person alive <laughs> oh my god are you okay Hakeem I'm uh, bringing it back to Liverpool I mean talk to me about our fullbacks how crucial and how vital they are because you know, in the first half, certainly, I know, you know, people will talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold and say maybe he didn't have the best defensive game. But one thing I love about him is, and both of the fullbacks actually, is, you know, how well they kind of work with the attack and how well they kind of cross the balls. One, and, you know, you, you're talking about Thiago as well. We're going to be like a triple threat. You know, the threat will come from everywhere. Well, yeah, the, they combined really well for um, Robbo's goal today. It just goes to show that, that that's an added element that that we have within the team. Uh, I think Trent did fairly well defensively. I mean, he didn't overcommit going forward. You know, he had to protect that space with, with uh, Arsenal's threat of um, Aubameyang going in behind. I think it was an overall good performance. I mean, he got an assist, you know, his usual thing. But I don't, I don't think we could say anything new about our fullbacks. Honestly, they're possibly the two best fullbacks in the world at the moment. I'll stick with you and I'll talk to you about Alisson. I mean, that guy again with a crucial save. I can't, I can't, somebody said it on this podcast last year. And if you're listening or if you know who said it, please let me know that, you know, there's a reason why Alisson wears all black and he doesn't expose any skin. So he looks absolutely humongous. I mean, how big did he make himself to put, was it Lacazette to put Lacazette off? Yeah, well, crucial save. You know that is that's basically the bread and butter of what Allison's all about. It it takes a a really strong personality and and a lot of concentration to to play in a team as a team like ours that you know that's going to dominate possession, but but then also come up big. You know, during those very few moments where he has to you know make a save, and it goes to show he's not just a beautiful man, but a a wonderful goalkeeper. I mean, he he sets the tone for a defense. You know, him and Verge they they marshal it incredibly well. Uh, I don't think we can give enough plaudits to to Allison. To be honest, not only is he really good with his feet, but again, as you said, he's also really good at you know making saves. And then the way Arina mentioned earlier, the way he just slapped away Lacazette's shot, just made him seem like he was a little kid around with a toy, and he's like, you know. Hey, 
Stop being petulant. You don't want that over here. But I think it was a really good performance from Allison. The I know a few people were saying that he could have done better with the Lacazette goal. But honestly, I think he anticipated the shot really well to get down to save it. But unfortunately, it was a scuffed shot by Laka. And that bounce did him in. He almost got to it. But, you know, that goal aside, I think it was a top performance from him today. Harinda, your your thoughts on Alisson just in general. I know I know you love the guy, but um again, you know, um it's great to see him making big important saves. I mean, he did it against Chelsea. This guy is coming back to his best after his injury and obviously the stop start season from last year. Yep, and obviously whatever niggle wall thing that was going on over the last few days, he got over. So credit to him. Also, I, I love how he embarrasses the other team. Literally. Because they're shit scared of thinking, oh, we're not. We're gonna have to do something really clever to get past him, and they don't try. What? What did? Did anyone see Arsenal do anything apart from get lucky? They got lucky for a goal. They got lucky in an offside shot, and then the only time Trent just didn't follow the line is when they got their other shot. Other than that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, they had one more shot other than that. I don't know which one it is. They had four shots, apparently. I can only remember those three. So the other one must have been dog atrocious in respect to not even being worthy of a memory. That's it. That's all they did. And that's because they can't get through. So, you know, Alison literally could have had a fag break all the way through. I'm not worried about anything. He could have, you know, he could have gone for a hot dog, a pizza, and... Two, fr- two sets of fries, milkshake. Literally done anything he wanted to because Arsenal weren't getting anywhere near them. So to maintain his concentration as well for when they did come, it's fantastic. And Keane's right, you know, you can't really blame him for the goal. You no. can't. Because Arsenal can't blame themselves for that goal either. We can only blame ourselves in regards to an accident which puts it into Lacazette's path. And even then, it's not as if Lacazette tried to finish it into the goal. It just kind of stumbled its way in. No, yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, for me, uh, just the whole goal thing. Um, I thought you know before that goal went in, you know, we 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 were by far the better team, and literally they just get you know the breakaway and uh, like you said, um, it was a bit of a what the fuck kind of moment in terms of how we were defending. Yeah, it was. Is that a gag saying? Yeah, remember that bibbly bobblers. Yeah, it was exactly that. They got gags, you know, and. it happened and um, I felt like it just made Liverpool really angry and I think you touched on that, you know, and uh, it is what it yeah. is. But overall, I just think exactly the the top dog performance from Liverpool that I expect. I mean, guys, uh, we are pretty much coming to the end of this podcast and I I have to ask you this because, you know, it is early on and people are kind of talking up, you know, Everton who are playing really good and Hakim, I come to you first, you know, and I think Leicester have had their their seasonal performance last year it was against Southampton where they scored something like seven goals and it really padded out their their goal scoring it made the xg look really good and i feel like you know beating the champions albeit you know they get three penalties um you know they, they've had you know now they're in the running people will kind of you, you know beat the see, champions 
I mean, not the champions, the, the former, former champions. Sorry, I'm a bit everywhere. But, you know, once upon a time champions, the, the best, people still rate them to be the best team, which kind of annoys me. So, um, of course, they've beaten Man City and now people probably think, oh, you know what, Leicester are in with this shot here. But I think when you look at the start, I, I think Liverpool have had it really tough. You know, they've beaten who people seem to be one of the favourites in, in Chelsea pretty convincingly, this new exciting team in Arsenal and, you know, Leeds United who actually play some decent football. It's not been an easy start. So what have you made of the champions so far, Hakeem? I think we started a, a bit slow. I mean, mm. from that Leeds performance, you know, we were a bit sloppy. And I guess probably that's the match that Roy Keane watched today. He was, you know, living in the past. That's why Klopp had to two-foot him in there. But I think we're we're building we're building into ourselves, you know. We're it's taking time. I think today really, really showed everyone that hey, we're still the same Liverpool from last season. We're not we're not the team from the restart. Uh, oh, hold on, sorry. They'll 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 just say message. Ignore that. But I think I think you know if, if we've learned anything from Brendan Rodgers, Leicester Leicester is gonna bottle it soon anyway, so we don't have to worry about them. At this point, it's really clear that there's only one winner in this league. And to be honest, we might see a record for the, the, the biggest the biggest gap in points from first to second ever. Pulling Adele and calling it right now. Ooh, bold prediction. Let's hope it pays off. And um, Adele has just come in and said City's next two games are against Arsenal and Leeds. Um, watch this space. We'll see. And I can see he tried throwing you off in the chat box. I've seen what he typed to you. Harinda, your, your thoughts on the champions uh, in the first three games, which were quite difficult. And their competitors. We just carried on how we left off, right? We didn't really I leave off in a, on a good note. but yeah. We did. We leave, left on a cracking note. We beat Chelsea 5-3. You're fine by me, mate. That's brilliant. Um, game Newcastle, but one thing from the restart, we were pretty dreadful. Yeah, I think we had it in the bag. So, in regards to where we left off, in regard in respect to being league champions and champions, yeah, being the active word here, um, and we're playing like them as well. Yeah, the four three against Leeds was just a great match. Either which way you look at it. You know what, Leeds took their chances, we took our chances and we carried on going. But at least we never sat there and thought, oh, you know, shit, even at the three all, oh, fuck, that's it, game over. That's, you know, we're not going to do anything else. Oh, fuck this, we'll show these guys as well. Um, Chelsea was the better one, though, in that sense, because, we, you know, everyone's super Frankie Lampard, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Again, the same old nonsense and tripe to sell or cl- create clicks on papers or websites that really should do better than they can do. It's just that the football genre has dumbed down to the degree of whereby they pander so much to the lowest denominator. So much. But football fans who, who truly enjoy football are left wanting. And those who are left wanting just need to become Liverpool fans, really, because then you won't be left wanting because you can salivate over performances like this instead of being fed tribe by the likes of Gobby Cabbage, as Dave Hendrick puts it, in regards to Robbie Savage and co. Yeah. Leave the common denominator, sorry, the lowest denominator, because it's full of rubbish. Come to people of intelligence, which seems to be fan media nowadays, or the odd person in um, 
the press. The rest of it just seems fucking nonsense. Sorry, I've had a gutful of the crap that people come out with to try and justify their teams. So I'm so happy Liverpool are doing this because they're going to do it to every single team they come across. Are are you saying a 38-game unbeaten season are in there? Has to happen, man. Just to shut them up once and for all. Especially Arsenal fans. By God. They won't have anything to yeah. to chat shit about anymore. Indeed. I mean, you have Everton who chat shit and then release a crappy song and now it's become number one or something or other. And even they got a banged on goal difference. They're no longer first or second. They're third. Yeah, they dropped a position below Liverpool. They, there will be people who will be very upset about this in the city of Liverpool today. Obviously, they're thinking, you know, it's only three games down. Goal difference doesn't mean really the thing. Just be happy that you're in the running of sorts. Whereas with Liverpool, it's all about the performance. Doesn't matter about the number of goals. Doesn't matter about how things are in regards to when we get to the end of it all. Liverpool will just keep on racking up three points. Fine by me. You all seem and sound pretty confident, which is awesome. Uh, guys, any any like final thoughts on this game before we close this pod off? Yeah, Liverpool are great. Liverpool are great. We're going to do man the match, don't worry, Hakeem. I, I never leave that out. Look at him coming in the chat box. Like, what are you doing, Hakeem? Any anything from the game that you you know that you found alarming? Any any talking points? Anything that we've not touched on that you want to share? Mm, no, I think it was just a convincing win. Uh, we're gonna look forward to more of this, and yeah, we're this is this is a season of shutting people the fuck up. Absolutely right, man of the match, because we are pressed for time. Um, Harinda, I will come to you first. Dead easy. Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. It's nice because he kind of got robbed last week. He had, you know, because Fabinho is just better. Um, uh, yeah, I like the Sadio Mane shout. What about yourself, Hakeem? Uh, I would go with Sadio too, but just to throw a, a spanner in the works, I'm going to go uh, Joe Gomez. Joe Miss for the win. Love it. And again, you know, the guy that played centre-back in his position last week won it. So you're saying the guy that comes back in, in his natural position, he wins it. Oh, this is a, an absolutely tough and tricky Sorry, one. I have one final thing to say, and this is my, and then I have to unfortunately leave this pod. Um, this is for Dell. Dell from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. From every little sinew in me, the person who actually really says it every season, right at the beginning, is Simon Brundish. It's not you. Sorry. I just want oh, the truth man. to be out there. No, you know what? It's both of them. I, I will not have but you. It's always been Simon. It's always been Simon. And on that note, I've got to go, guys. Okay, we'll take care. Okay. Thank you, Harinda. You know Bye. what, Dan, I'm with you. You've always said it. You're Depends. a real one as well. Okay, so Harinda went with Sadio Mane. You're going with Joe Gomez. And you know what? Both of them deserve it. Both of them have been incredible. Oh, this is so tough. Oh, Adam uh, Petriccione is saying, Alison, yep, that's another great shout. Somebody said earlier on there could be easily six shouts here and um, all of them would be absolutely um, absolutely fine. I was really impressed with Fabinho today, you know. Um, oh, you know what? I am going to give it to a bit of an unsung hero and I'm going to give it to Joe Gomez because he gets a lot of criticism and... Today he put in a performance and um, it's quite nice to see him kind of picking up from last season where he was picking up man of the match. But that's no slight on Sadio Mane. Uh, let us know your, let us know your, 
Let us know your man of the match. Who was your man of the match? Why? Um, love to hear your shouts. Guys, this is the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Before I go, I'm going to come to Hakeem. Um, Hakeem, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Keem Dreamstar. So K-E-E-M-D-R-E-A-M-S-T-A-R. Or not, you could just find me in Discord. You know, hop on the Discord, guys. I chat shit. People get upset. It's only trolling. We're the best team in the world. So that's all I have to add. Hakeem, I'm going to give a Matip fun fact for you on your name. Did you know your name in Arabic means wise? Yep. Wise, doctor, insightful, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Living up to the name. Oh, damn. I thought I had a Matip moment with you. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You heard it from Gags. There's going to be some awesome content on AI Pro. I, too, will be back with the Media Matters as well. Um, I should have a great uh, guest for you guys. So do check out AI Pro, a uh, seven-day free trial. Do check us out. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take care. Look after yourselves. Be safe. Stay at home. If you're going to go out, wear a mask. Up the reds. And just a quick shout out to my friend Del. Listen, yeah, we're going to win the fucking league this season. Podcast Network.